Hello friends, this is Jay. Just really quick before we even get into it, I made a little mistake last time. It was sort of a Freudian slip in Hebrew. I said that Noah hit haleled with God. I don't even think that's a word, but if it was a word, it would mean that Noah like debased himself with God. I don't know where that came from. Noah actually hit halecht with God, which means walked around with God, or as David said, perambulated with God. Uh, I could not let that go. If you noticed it, great, good on you. Thank you. Bye. The following podcast contains adult language. It's in the book. Hello, and welcome to It's in the Book. I'm Jade Sylvan, and my pronouns are they, them. I'm David Waters, and my pronouns are he, him. I'm Sue Buzzard, and my pronouns are she, her. As we're wrapping up this section of the Bible, uh, which is the prehistory, the part before Abraham and Sarah and Hagar and all the other periarchs, which is a gender-neutral version of patriarch slash matriarch. I like that. Mm. Yeah. Periarchs. Yeah. And we're going to get to like all the fan theories about Abraham and and Sarah, mm, you know, being yes. being like somehow non-binary or right, other gendered right, right. or whatever. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, it's not just Indeed. a modern thing. Anyway, I, I wanted to look again and do just a different type of intro to look at who we are from a different point of view. Because hopefully at this point, if you're listening to this, you've heard at least a few of the other episodes uh, where we have positioned ourselves. Uh, but as this has gone on, I'm really realizing that in addition to our positionalities in terms of gender and race, uh, et cetera, it's striking to me that I think our religious backgrounds are really coming through. And we did sort of talk about that in the beginning, but I think it's, it's good to just lift it up a little bit more. So for instance, I am a nascent religious professional in Unitarian Universalism. And though I often feel more traditionally religious than many other uh, Unitarian Universalists, I think I'm still pretty non-traditional in my faith. Uh, as I've said here before, I wasn't raised with, you know, the Bible. I was nominally Catholic, but we didn't really do anything about it. And lately I've been calling myself a faithful agnostic, though I often use God language sincerely. I feel like I've come to this book from all of that and from just a general love of art and literature. First, I will second your love of art and literature. That is definitely a thing that I have going on. That's how we first met. It is. It is how we first met. Yes. Before um, Divinity School. I know. Pre-Divinity School, which was awesome. I'm, yeah. uh, should I resist the urge to launch into that story right now? I think that can wait we'll for another that. day. That can, be <laughs> like our, that can be like our extras. Um, who am I? Uh, I'm a progressive Catholic who is also recently uh, a Unitarian Universalist. I am sort of grounded in a, a Catholic tradition that really kind of sees God as imminent in the world, right? Um, Andrew Greeley likes to say God is lurking around every corner, uh, sort of lying in wait for us. And so there's that sensibility. I think there's a sensibility um, that comes with having heard uh, many of these stories over and over again, you know, sort of in the pew uh, Sunday after Sunday. And so it's kind of like that old um, Kellogg's commercial for cornflakes. It's like, try them again for the first time, right? So it's like something that's, <laughs> right? You like that? Um, I love that, that, that might even That might even be a little before my time. 
I'm not wah, sure. Wah, wah. Uh, do you remember that, so, buddy? So apparently, no. I need to add old to my description. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm, I'm fine. I do come at it from a place of faith. I come at them looking for how's this going to inform kind of how I live my life and who I think I am and and where the divine fits into all that. Sue, yeah. Who the fuck are you? Hey, I'm Jade's wife, and I also was. And raised- I'm Sue's spouse. Yay, marriage. So I was raised also Catholic, but we weren't very like serious or dedicated Catholics, but we did try to go to church. But I remember like specific parts of my childhood where it was like, we're going to church today. And I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, Suddenly for no reason, we just like feel like we need to go to church as a family. Okay. We got confirmed. We did all, you know, the sacraments up to that. And like, I had to go to CCD and confirmation class. CCD. Good old CCD. (laughs) Yeah. I don't even know what that is. Like, that's how not Catholic we were. I had to, I know. (laughs) It was like, that was another thing that was, but one thing about me and religion in my life was like, this stuff was a part of my life. It was told to me that it was a part of my life. I was told that, but I didn't really feel like I had a lot of choice. It was just something that I had to do that I was supposed to do because God and rules and, you know, otherwise you go to hell or something. When I learned what the term humanist meant, I was like, oh yeah, cool. I'm a humanist. I believe in humans doing good things for each other. Let's not worry about all these rules. So David and I know the Bible. Correct. Yes. We, uh, I identify as a Bible nerd personally. I identify as a person who loves the stories. I can't quote you chapter and verse, but I've been hearing them, all, all, you know, my whole life, and I love them. Well, don't. That's a, such a Protestant thing. That chapter oh. and verse bullshit. Like, and, you're right. No, you're uh, right. We, at one point we'll talk about the weirdness that we're we'll all down. queer okay. Catholics of some stripe. But oh, um, yeah, and Sue, I'm not a Bible nerd, but I know that the Bible exists. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> I feel like that can go right after our pronouns. Like, my pronouns are he, him. And I love the Bible stories. (laughs) Sue, I know the Bible exists. She, her. Yep. Basically that. Yeah. So, yeah. So, you heard a few things maybe in Sunday school or something, Sue, but you, I really got the, like, kid's version of these stories. Like, hey, Noah and the Ark. I'm like, oh, yeah, I know about that guy. And, like, Mm. there's, like, pop culture stuff too is what what you know she's really coming, mm-hmm. coming yeah from. totally uh which which was what i was really coming that that was the the exposure i had really had you know when i w- went to divinity school and first started reading it uh, and i was like holy shit like so much comes from the bible mm. i didn't quite get it yeah now i do yeah. anyway good intro everyone Previously in the Bible. So everyone on earth was always evil all the time. So God undid the creation and drowned everything except his fave Noah and his family and enough animals to repopulate the earth. Then there was this creation do-over with Noah and his family and God said people can eat meat. And now there's rain and rainbows and rainbows mean that God won't flood us again. Climate change. remember that (laughs) those rainbows anyway uh then noah invented wine thanks noah uh but then his son ham violated him in some way that we are not entirely clear on while he was drunk and noah cursed ham's son canaan saying uh that canaan's offspring would be slaves 
Then Noah died. And here we are. We're, we're we coming are. up on the Tower of Babel. And yes. I, I would like to know before we start what Sue knows about the Tower of Babel. Um, immediately, Godspell comes to mind. David, do you know the show? No, not. Okay. I mean, I know of it, but I don't know. Well, somebody at Carnegie Mellon made the Book of Matthew into a musical for their final thesis, and it became one of the most popular and well-loved musicals of all time in American history. Well, that wow. was a, that was the thesis too. Yeah. Wow. Hey, so so is my musical, Beloved King. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to say more about that? www.belovedkingmusical.com. Also, www.gaybiblemusical.com. Redirects. It's true. Anyway, but when I think Tower of Babel, I think like Tower of Knowledge and Academia. No, sorry, the Holy Spirit helped everybody understand everybody else's languages. That was like a oh. universal translator of oh, sorts. Oh, you're, you're, you're mixing. The, okay, I see what you're doing. Okay, That's I, Bible too. Okay, great. But uh, it's cool. It's, it is, I think it is supposed to be a reference to this, but you're thinking of mm. the Pentecost. Yay. Yeah, that's, yeah. In, that's in Acts, right, David? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. For me, for some reason, I think of the Tower of Babel as like this tower of knowledge in academia, and I don't know why. Wow, interesting. No. So what you thought was not what it is <laughs> in the book, but that's okay. So after Noah <sighs> dies, wah, wah, we get wah, more, <laughs> we get more <laughs> begats, mm. more begats. How many more begats? Several. Basically, there's three, the, the three sons of Noah, Japheth, Ham, and Shem. We get their lineage. So sort of like before the Noah story, we got the lineage of Cain and Seth, who were Adam and Eve's children. Now we get Noah's children and mm -hmm. all of their lineages. And so you see Japheth's sons and they all spread out uh, all over and then they end up having their like clans and their language and their nations and their land. And then you see Ham's sons um, and Ham is the one who violated his father and you see his sons spread out and they also end up having their, their families and their languages and nations and land. Um, and coincidentally, uh, a lot of these nations that get named end up being the enemies of the Israelites. Yikes. Yeah. Well, yeah. Egypt, Babylon. Egypt and Babylon. Have yeah. <laughs> interesting connotations for us. Yeah. Continue, yeah. Who actually end up conquering and enslaving and, and things like that oh, um, wow. later on. Is that part made clear here in the book right now? Or is it like, no, it hey, just names by the them. way, y'all. It's oh. just like, this is the, you know, and his sons were like Egypt and Babylon and <laughs> people Ooh. like that. And then they had their people because all of the, the tribes are named after Got people. It. Got it. Which to me goes back to the idea of, and, and they're almost always named after men. Okay. Or male characters or whatever, masculine characters. And, uh, and not you surprised. Know, this book is called Very Patriarchal. I, I would call it very patriarchal. Um, you know, did it invent the patriarchy? Probably not. Probably there were a lot of patriarchal cultures floating around at the time. But to me, it's, it's interesting to think about, you know, how I talked about last time that the word for male in biblical Hebrew is the same as the word for remember. <laughs> Mm. That's right. You I know? do remember that. Yeah. Um, no pun we'll, intended. We'll also see. Oh. <laughs> so sons end up being all the enemies of the Israelites and Japheth's sons are other nations. And then you also get Shem's sons who also spread out and they uh, have their languages and nations and land. Um, by the way, Shem's name means name. 
Mm. Okay, logging that away. Yeah. So this is one explanation of sort of where of all of the the nations and the tribes, uh, or at least a lot of them. You'll also see in uh, in the rest of Genesis there will be sort of the beginnings of different tribes here and there or, or different nations but here's like sort of the foundation of where they came from and you'll see they also sort of have different um they have different languages different different people different land it's just interesting to note like as we talk about you know ham's son and not descend yeah descendants that like coincidentally a lot of these descendants the tribe names are israel's enemies the israelites enemies like egypt and babylon and so just to understand that it's like coincidence yes but it's also like like oh ham is cursed and the those cursed people happen to be our enemies just thinking about the ways that those coincidences are not wholly perhaps coincidental yeah Mm. and i I don't think they're coincidental I don't know if that's, at all. That, right, like, right, yeah. yeah. So I'm, not, kind of I'm just ironic. pointing yeah. to the, yes, yeah. right, yeah. But I just wanted to make it explicit. I think it's not always as uh, explicit in the text. And so yeah. I just wanted to bring that to the fore, you know. That's actually a good point, you know, because I kind of make fun sometimes of how, like when I talk about the the meanings of the names and stuff and like mm. the puns and stuff, like I, I some sort of, some sort of make fun of how obvious they are kind of (laughs) (laughs) and to me like the fact that the cursed son is the is the like patriarch of like all of these enemy nations Mm, is like so obvious that like right that when i throw around coincidentally I, i think it's clear but i think that that's a good point but this whole this whole part is it's one explanation of why there are different groups of people, right? Right, mm-hmm. mm. and it's kind of mythological. And you could, I think, you could read this version as almost like a parable for what we now call cultural evolution. You know, because like now scientists think that you know most modern humans or most of modern humans originated in the same place in Africa, maybe even mm-hmm. from like the same two people you know Mm, and migrated out slowly over hundreds of thousands of years Mm -hmm. um you know and like white people have neanderthal blood or whatever because we like interbred with that thing but like still we're we're still like from that original like stock Mm -hmm. but like um, lucy lucy is everybody's yeah lucy's everybody's Mm. mom lucy is eve but so this is this is sort of a a mythological way of thinking of that so i think that's kind of cool but then But then as, as we have seen before, what the Bible loves to do is take two different versions of the same story and smack them right next to each other. Mm. So we can, yeah, so we can sort of compare and contrast. I'm excited for this. Let's yeah. see. And this might go back to the parallelism structure of Hebrew poetry. You know, that might be one of the reasons why they take mm. these two different traditions and put them together so often. But anyway, so this is a, a different story. This is the Tower of Babel story. So in this one, everyone starts out with the same language. So it says one, everyone has one lip and the same words. <laughs> and it's yeah. What's that? one lip, same words. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, it's interesting too, because like usually that's not the word for language. Usually the word mm-hmm. for language is tongue, but here yeah. it's lip, which, okay, wow. sure. Cool. It's weird too because it all starts with them emigrating together. Like they all come from the east and emigrate together. So it doesn't start with them actually being in the place where they are. They all mm. move to this place, which is like, why is that in there? I don't, I don't know. I'm sure there's a reason. But and then they're like, let's make bricks. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's get some of those bricks going. 
Uh, I was just interested in how much time is spent on the bricks, you know. There is quite a bit of time spent on the bricks. I don't know why. So they're like, let's make bricks. Then they're like, hey, let's make a city and a tower with its top in the sky. (laughs) In the Shemayim, in the sky water. Oh, yeah. I remember that part. It's real tall. Yeah. They're they're like, let's make a tall (laughs) tower. And then what they say is... And we'll make a name for ourselves. Mm. Otherwise, we'll be scattered all over the face of the earth. Is it like so they can, you know, find each other again as they travel across the land and through life? They're like, hey, person with same name. The name is more like being famous. Oh, got it. And I think it's also like immortality. Mm. Like earlier (laughs) when they were... they were talking about the creatures that the 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 women and the sons of the the gods made together mm. it was like these were men of name and so they were like mighty men big you know um, oh i got it okay and so uh and then later on this is like this happens later but uh you know like god says to abraham like i'll make a name for you or whatever so it's like it's like immortality in a way it kind of goes back to like the whole male <laughs> oh i like that yeah mm-hmm. tying it back okay yeah. i get it so they're like and, and remember shem's name means name too interesting so is it like i'll we'll make a shem for ourselves or no am i looking at that too literally i mean that is the word cool name huh interesting anyway um so we'll make for ourselves a name otherwise we'll be scattered all over the face of the earth okay and then and then god is like Oh my God. <laughs> God is like, oh, I'm God is me. like, oh me. Oh, oh my. Me. <laughs> so God comes down and looks at the tower and the city. Mm-hmm. And he is like, if these people with, you know, one language as one people can do this, then they can do anything, basically. Yeah. Yeah. They can. <laughs> oh wait, no, that's bad. God doesn't. God like is. That. God is not happy about it. Shit. God's not a fan. <laughs> so um, then God speaks in the first person plural again for the first time since Genesis one, when they were like, "Let let us make humans in our image." Let us make the atom in our image. But this time God is like, let us go down and confuse their mouths so they won't understand each other. Oh, this is Mm. the story about why there are different languages all over the planet. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a different version of that story, right? Because before we had like the guys just moving out, sort of naturally evolving different languages, blah. Cool. But this one is a lot more fun. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. I just got it. Go on. Okay. So then God confused their language, confused their mouths, their lips, and then God scattered them everywhere, which is what they were afraid of before. Like they said, let's build a tower so we can make a name for ourselves and so we won't be scattered everywhere. But then God- Ah, joke's on you, y'all. Exactly. (laughs) God comes down and he confuses their, their mouths and he scatters them everywhere. And so they stopped building the city. This is a great message about how essential communication is for people to work in tandem towards uh, something greater than themselves. You would think that, right? Like, it's like, we should work together and we should work in the service of something that's bigger than ourselves. But it seems like the, the story seems to be that then God is like, 
look at these people working together, all speaking the same language and doing something that's bigger than themselves. You know what I need to do is put a stop to that immediately. <laughs> right? Like that's the that. <laughs> Oh shit, of course. It's funny how quickly, like just a little time away from the story, because I had assumed that because it doesn't even say that what they were doing was evil, right? It doesn't name that. It doesn't name what they're doing as bad necessarily. It just says like the translation I'm looking at says, if as one people with one language for all, this is how they have begun to act, then nothing that they may propose to do will be out of their reach. Let us then go down and confound their speech. And I'm like, uh, Okay, but they're not like literally. My jaw just dropped at yeah. hearing that. I was like mouth agape, like what? Yes, that is uh, so right. I'm like, what is God's problem with these people? Is I think one of the central puzzles of this story. Yes, because you know? it's like when you when God sends the flood, it's like you people are evil and you're an outrage on the earth and blah blah blah. You know, but here it's like they're building a tower. What's the problem? I think, well, the traditional sort of interpretation that I've heard is that it's hubris, like what Mm -hmm. we'd call hubris, like you're trying to be like God. And that, you know, it's like a breach of the separation between the divine and the human, just like the the daughters of of the Adams and the sons Mm -hmm. of the divine were fucking each other. And that was Mm -hmm. a breach of that as well. Mm -hmm. Um, So this is also like they're trying to to penetrate that that seal. Right. (laughs) Like they're they're making their own yes. phallus to penetrate, <laughs> and God's like, I don't think so. Yeah, so that that's how I was taught this. That that is the outrage here. That it is humans trying to be like God. Humans trying to make a name for themselves. Mm-hmm. That even though, as you said, as we were talking about this earlier, David, and mm-hmm. as we can expound upon, you know, God made humans in their own image. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. why shouldn't yeah. humans try to be like God? Basically. <laughs> Right. In our in the first reading, I think in the reading that Jade, you and I kind of were given, right, or were given to understand, certainly as a, you know, growing up with the story as a kid, it was like, yeah, they're trying to be too godlike. And it is it is essentially about hubris. But another version would be, maybe this is God's attempt to actually make them more in God's image. And what would that mean? Like I think about the bricks, right? And I think about technology, right? And I think about, it's like, okay, we're not just going to like make bricks. We're going to like bake these bricks and we're going to bake them hard. And then there's going to be bitumen, whatever that is, right? And then we're going to like put all these bricks together. And it's Yeah, so I it's skipped like, over a lot of the brick detail. <laughs> <laughs> which which we would like normally do, right? It's like, I don't need to hear anymore about these bricks, right? But like, <laughs> I'm You're all like, set. There's yeah. bricks. What more do I need to Got know, it. right? Exactly. Exactly. I'm on board. Let's move on. Exactly. But if you think about it, it's like maybe that's like maybe that's the equivalent of like today's tech bros, like breaking down every bit of all this like coding business, blah, blah, blah. Anytime you have a new technology, we think, okay, that's cool. Like you're coding or you're doing this or you're doing that. But what if the story is less about human hubris? And more about humans getting so caught up in their technology that they lose sight of the forest for the trees, right? Or more precisely that they're so caught up in their technology that they lose sight of each other. And what if that 
is part of like the whole image and likeness of God thing. So when I kind of like went on a little thought experiment, I was like, oh, maybe there's something about perspective here, right? Like maybe there's something about a vertical perspective and a horizontal perspective. These people are moving, right? Like when we come into the story, it's like as they migrated, right? So these is a people like on the move. And one of the, the impetus for this tower is like, actually, we just want to stay here. We're going to stay here. We're going to build this tower to the sky and mm-hmm. we're going to make we're a settling. name for ourselves. We're, we're settling. Exactly. Yeah. And so maybe part of what God is attempting to do, like, is this dispersal. And what happens is then they want to settle and they want to build upward. And God's like, nah, not so much. Actually, you need to just keep going like in a horizontal way. And so it's like, don't be constantly looking up to the heavens for me, right? Actually, if you want to find me, what you should do is look around at each other. Mm-hmm. And maybe a good way to get you to do that is to confound your language so that it's hard, that the work of like doing whatever it is that you want to do becomes harder and you have to spend more time deciphering one another, right? Mm-hmm. And actually yeah. looking at each other and abiding with each other and encountering one another. And in that way, since I have made you in my image and likeness, you will also be encountering me, maybe. You know, Whoa. That's my... damn, David. That is... that is blowing my mind, David. <laughs> oh, thank you. Oh, I like that. that I is... like it a lot. That is a great way to read that story, I think. And I want to add something to that in that in addition to me uh, playing the violin real well, I'm also like a teacher and an educator. Mm. And so like lifelong learning. Thank you for that. Uh, you're, d- yeah, also. you're welcome. <laughs> uh, yes, finally. Thank you for your service. <laughs> yeah. I've never heard a veteran tell a teacher thank you for your service before, but I like that. <laughs> I mean, there you go. Thank you for you your go. service yeah. too, David. Aww. Oh my you're gosh, I didn't even know that, David. Yes, thank oh, you. Yeah. yeah, you know, sailed around a little bit. You know, it was cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, got in a ship. I, you in know, sailed. I saw some... I'm no, a cushy but... fucko. I don't. <laughs> I don't do shit. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote another musical. Right? No, you're you're a Ravenclaw Gryffindor. You're a Gryffindor. <laughs> Let me back no, up. No, we can't talk about this because J.K. Rowling is canceled. But that doesn't mean that what uh, that the universe of the Wizarding World doesn't mean things to people. Anyway, David I, doesn't know anything about Harry Potter either. I know Gryffindor. And well, so Gryffindor. do I. I know that much. I know Snuffleupagus. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Snuffleupagus. Slytherin, right? Yes. Right. I say that to be like Jade's. Jade's work uh, just takes a different form, but you're service is still great and useful. But so I I talk about being um, an educator and a teacher because Mm -hmm. I love learning. I advocate for lifelong learning. And Mm. the situation that you just described in maybe God wanted us to do this, that like speaks to my like teacher, educator, learning heart in in ways of like encouraging people to learn and discover how to talk to each other again. And then like the satisfaction and mm. like gaining that skill and being able to speak in their their own tongue and then a new tongue and then talk together. The the scenario that you presented was basically, I see God looking at people and being like, oh no, 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 no. Like this is, 
hang on, this is too easy. Like there's so much mm-hmm. more for you to learn how to do for you to mm-hmm. develop, for you to develop and like grow into yourselves as yes. people, yes. as, you know, as human, as the human race, you have so much more uh, growth in mm-hmm. front of you mm-hmm. and like satisfaction and fulfillment from growing and learning. I, I really love this sort of uplifting way of looking at this. And I, I think that that's a great sermon. And and I think that, no. <laughs> <laughs> great sermon fodder you got going on no, no, here. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> no, it is. And I, I love it. And I hadn't thought of that before. King's um, Chapel, 11 a.m. on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> and. Yes, and. And I just want to bring it back because I think that a big thing, I think that that all of what you just said, David, is in here. I think Mm -hmm. it is. And I think what is also in here is the fact that there are, the world is full of different groups of people who murder each other. Mm, And and I think that is also what this is talking about. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, mm. like people who don't look like each other, people who don't understand each other's language, people who don't understand each other's value systems, whatever, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. who re- react to that through violence of one kind or another, you know, direct yeah. or, or yeah. S- systemic or whatever. And I, I also think that that is what this is talking about. Mm. Mm. Yeah. There are messages of uplift and also depressing messages, and they coexist side by side in the, in the same, same yeah. text. Yeah, yeah. In the same, yeah. in the same story, in the same mm-hmm. words, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's why this. I think that's why this book has survived so long, partially because it it carries both of these things, or all of these things, all of these different realities, so compactly. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't fully understand you you know, you don't fully understand me, but our work is to encounter one another, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and that can go multiple ways. And, and in the worst case scenario, that can go towards, you know, violence. And in the mm. best case scenario, that can, go toward, that can go towards knowing the divine or whatever. Yeah. I, you know, another way to look at this is just another commentary on the pain of human individuality and separation, right? <laughs> like, I guess yeah. So. Well, so I think it's interesting that there isn't an explicit value judgment in this story, right? Now, we've read the story in different ways, you know, and 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 you know, the rabbis have read it in different ways, and we've we've come to certain. Um, received notions about what's going on here, i.e., you know, there's hubris here and God's putting a check on human hubris, et cetera, right? And then I offered my sort of homiletic account of encounter, right? But it, but it is interesting that it's not, the, the project is not stopped because the project is classified as evil. The project is just stopped because there's like, well, there's no telling, you know, what they'll do. It says to me that the question isn't how smart you're going to become or how great your technology is going to be. The question is, to what uses are you going to put those smarts and that technology? You know. Mm-hmm. Great. So let's recap. Great. So, okay. so recap everything. So we got more begats. And then what I'm going to call like branches of humanity came from the different offspring of Noah 
uh, Noah's sons. Um, and eventually there are lots of people and they all spoke the same language from uh, the same lip. Cool use of mm. words. Jay was really into it. It was like, usually it's tongue, but here it's lip. Neato. Anyway, everybody spoke the same language and they were all together and they were like, hey, you know what we should do? Build the super high tower that reaches up into the heavens like a, a phallic object penetrating the divine. Um, <clears throat> yeah. And then God saw this and was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Wow. All these people are working together, doing all this stuff together. If they can accomplish this, there is nothing that they cannot do. I need to do something about this because I would rather that not happen to them right now for reasons that are mine. And so he scatters them all over and gives them different languages and confuses their tongues and like has them speak different things and not understand each other. And also I'm going to go back a sec and say that the people wanted to do this because they're like, let's, let's do this and like make a name for ourselves. Otherwise we'll be scattered all over the planet. Jokes mm. on y'all. <laughs> that's what happens anyway. And that's where we have ended up with all the, with essentially what I understand is like humanity is now scattered all over the globe. They speak different languages and from little, little, you know, a little beginner Christian Sue as a kid being like, oh, that's the story of why humans speak different languages. That's what the Bible says. That's why that happened. Yeah. And also, as David pointed out, they were like, hey, we've got this new tech we got <laughs> oh, right there was something we about bricks something about bricks <laughs> yeah. we didn't really expand on the bricks so i forgot yeah. about it we but invented like, bricks. bricks what can we do with them let's yeah. try to penetrate the heavens oh i'm sorry i totally <laughs> missed and god is like i'm gonna put a stop to this yeah so that's my summary cool i think that was pretty good yeah, yeah. thanks do we I have like any it. yeah me too do we have any final thoughts on this um, that are short. I have a super short thought. It's I'm yeah. going to make it super short. Could, this is a thing that occurred to me as I was reading the story. Apropos of like our impatience and like humanity's desire to have things and do things instantly. And like, maybe that was another thing that God was trying to do. So like, when you think about it, God, God doesn't like fingers. instant gratification. No, right? He like, like it. like, who's no. a God who takes like seven days to create everything when he could have just snapped his fingers and made it in one day or an instant? So my final thought is that everything so far has set up the stage for the periarchs. Oh, yeah, the periarchs. The periarchs are coming next, and we're going to meet Abraham and Sarah pretty soon, and they're going to start off a whole other adventure. Fun for the whole family. Just kidding. It's definitely not safe for work. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Literally oh. just sitting here thinking, wait, what? A lot of content warnings coming up for you. <laughs> I was swept away. I was like, I can't wait to hear about these fun family adventures. Wait. Well, I mean, it's definitely a family. It's in the Next time on It's in the Book. Hello, Abraham. 
Hello, hello, this is Jay once again. I'll keep it really short and sweet today. I want to thank everybody who's been listening and who has shared our podcast with friends. The listenership is growing and I really find it heartening to hear people's feedback. It really makes me happy. I can't even express to you how much that is true. As a reminder, this is a totally independent project. I really do need help getting the word out. So if you like the show, please continue to share it. And rating and reviewing it is super helpful. If you go to iTunes or whatever you're listening on, just click on the hopefully five star button. And if you write a quick little review of uh, what you're getting out of the show, that would be super helpful. Finally, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter. My handle is still Jade Sylvan, J-A-D-E-S-Y-L-V-A-N. I might change it if I ever decide on a first name, but until then it is Jade Sylvan. Also, if you'd like to go deeper into some of the stories that we talk about on this show, on my Patreon at the $15 and up levels, I've started doing a monthly mythology talk. It's on Zoom, and there's sort of like a little discussion section, and they've really been turning into a deeper dive into the stories that we discuss on this show. So if that sounds like something interesting to you, you can check out my Patreon. Same handle, Jade Sylvan, J-A-D-E-S-Y-L-V-A-N. Regardless, Thank you so much for listening, and I look forward to seeing you on the next one.